Last time on Cloudfall. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. <laughs> Spark engines pumping and thumping in time. The ring light flashes, the flags go up. Churning and burning, Guy yearns for the cupcakes from the bake-off earlier that day. <laughs> How many times did you practice that before you recorded it? I wrote it 20 minutes ago. Oh, it's pretty <laughs> so good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Guy also yearns for his steed. And that's why he's come to the ring light to win him back in a race. It started out with Steed taking a considerable lead, but came to an abrupt halt when he plummeted to the ground, throwing his rider. And that rider was not Balorin Breeze. It was a decoy, an undead knight who used to serve under Guy's command. Balorin Breeze wasn't at that race because he's on his way to the core chamber, which also happens to be exactly where Journey and Doran are. They stand moments away from battle, while Poppy and Aaron take on the overwhelming task of saving everyone on the island of Baxi before it all comes crashing down. It seems the real race is about to start. Can they go the distance? You are standing on the front deck of the rolling pin, looking down at Danith and Hawk, a knight of Lodum and a friend of yours standing before you. And you see green flames spilling from his exposed neck as his Dullahan head turns to look at you. He's got his sword drawn and pointed at you. He says, You abandoned us. You left your kingdom to rot. I do not serve you, traitor. I serve Viren, and I have my orders. He begins to stride towards you, lifting his blade high above his shoulder to strike down at you. Roll initiative. Oh. Ooh. Just guy? I think we'll take this opportunity to actually, just in case, roll initiative for everyone. I shouldn't have said anything. I'm technically at the race. All right, let's get uh, initiative starting with Aaron and going around the table here. Nine. Journey? Eleven. And Guy? Six. We're doing so good. Doran, what'd you get? Fifteen. Hey. And Poppy. That would be a natural two, because I have a plus one to initiative. So a natural one plus one. Yeah. yeah. Natural one doesn't matter for initiative. Maybe I trip down the stairs or something. <laughs> you start prone, that's what I want is. Yeah. All right. Guy, Danathan is striding towards you with a sword lifted high over his head, coming down at you in a full arc. But in that moment, you hear 
a heavy, shuddering rumble coming from behind you, and you see, breaking through that cloud of flour, the Doom Train, driven by Demi from Demi's Breakfast Spot, is choo-choo motherfuckering straight towards you. <laughs> and taking up most of the track as they do, you're going to have to actually make a deck save to get out of the way of this, as will your opponent here. Great. That's a five. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, that's unfortunately not enough. <laughs> not a great start to the fight. That is nine bludgeoning damage as you are pushed aside by the, um, what's it called, the cow plow on the front of the train. Yeah. Yeah, Do you have a resistance to trains? Or? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Doom train indeed. Yeah. Uh, it's a magical train, so resistance doesn't apply. <laughs> Uh, guy, at the last moment, you kind of spiral out of the way as this this giant, literal steel plow on the front of the train knocks you off to the side and you lose sight of Danathan for a second. Oh, oh. Anyone get the plate of that train? The license plate is doom, but the O's are zeros. <laughs> I can't even tell. Uh, guy, looking about, you also see uh, Kesher kind of whiz by you on her glider that has a spark engine attached to it. Uh, she's flying pretty erratically and is actually kind of going way too close to the crowd in a lot of places. Slowly, DeWalter and Nikita buzz by you and they just go, are you okay? As they're passing by. I got this. Next up is actually Mabel Maybe. Um, she is kind of uh, up near Poppy and Aaron. Uh, she's sprinting towards the telecasting booth. Uh, you see her make it to the other side and she starts talking with these two people who are sitting down running the Venus crystals in there. And within seconds, you see both of them just smiling and blushing as charmed as they could be. And they just get up and offer her their seat. And they're just like, no, go ahead, do whatever you need to do. Like, no problem. And they just let her do it. Within a moment, you see this whole place light up. All of the screens, the canvases around here are projecting her repeated message. Hey, Poppy. Yeah? You think, uh, you know, maybe saving all these people kind of makes up for things in the past, right? You think? Oh, I mean, definitely. I mean, I guess it really depends on what you, what you did. I mean, like, you know. I think that's a good karma boost. Yeah. Yeah. Karma. Yeah. Did you did you kill a lot of people? Um, oh, don't forget I asked. It's fine. That's <laughs> that's prying. I mean, you've seen me kill people, but I usually have a good reason or had no other choice, I guess. But I don't know. You got to do what you got to do to survive. My my mom always said that uh, it was okay to be cutthroat if you were winning. <laughs> mm. I'd love this slow progression. <laughs> Was your, your mom? mom is the villain of this season, right? <laughs> Final boss, Poppy's mom. <laughs> Was your mom in the blight? No, I'm just, just kidding. Um, <laughs> Poppy's mom is Viren. Oh, God. Mm. No, I just, I don't know. I guess I hope, like, I could leave something good in the world. I mean, everything's such shit anyway, you know? I think this is a really uh, admirable thing to do. Aaron nods at Poppy as they watch Mabel start to broadcast. Yeah. As that broadcast goes out, you see confusion 
rolling through the crowd here. There's over 10,000 people in this stadium right now. And you just see blank expressions meeting blank expressions when they hear the news. Baxi's going down. And then you see, as if a stray sunbeam suddenly escaped into the evening air in the stadium, you see for just a subtle instant a dazzle of gold lights like opulent fireflies. And the crowd seems to immediately understand the severity of the situation. Without argument, without a single person panicking, they all begin to make an orderly line filing out of the ring light. It seems, perhaps by pure luck, the entire ring light is in full calm support of the evacuation. Thank you, technology! All right, it's uh, Aaron's turn, actually. Um, well, after thinking about my life choices for a minute, watching the evacuation, mm-hmm. I'm going to glance down at the track. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> y- you all saw that, like, big flower explosion, which kind of leads the eye over to Guy, who is stopped out on the track, standing next to another person who's standing next to him with a sword pointed at Guy. Um, yeah, Aaron's going to try to get into position crouching, taking cover, and hiding as a bonus action, and then I'm going to aim my crossbow. Did I see this person swing at Guy yet? Or uh, is it like... They literally like- have like a sword ready to strike down okay. him kind of thing. Yeah. I will try to shoot them with my crossbow if I can okay. from this distance. So you're pretty far away right now. Okay. Um, probably over 100 feet, but you also have a really good like high ground advantage right now because you're sort of like shooting straight down into a pit. Okay. Um, so that would level out to just rolling plainly instead of advantage or disadvantage. Okay. 18. That hits him. Great. Nice. Uh, nine. Okay. All right. Uh, from a great distance, you actually managed to uh, land an arrow on him. A guy from the ground, you just see a crossbow bolt suddenly sink into this guy's shoulder as he's raising the sword again. Says Aaron on the side. You're yeah. welcome. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not that you can Little read. note on frills. <laughs> it's just a scribble. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> it's a middle finger. <laughs> Which guy is a perfect transition into your turn? Tanathan, what, uh, what is the meaning of this? You called me a traitor, and yet you claim to serve, and you take the guise of the very fey creatures who have brought Lodum to its knees. Of course, you remember nothing. Selfish. You freed us from your grip, only for many of us to fall right into hers. You fled, General. That is your legacy. You took our souls, and you left us to wander the earth. For what? Answer me! For what? It's true, I don't remember everything of what happened, but I don't think I meant to leave you. And if you don't mind, I'm in the middle of trying to win a race. Uh, Guy's going to uh, activate Form of Dread. Okay. He uh, moves his head and green flame shoots out. Black smoke, looks cool. (laughs) I'm gonna give myself some hat points. Hit points or head points? Oh. Hit points. 
He's got Jesus hepatitis. Christ. <laughs> the blade was not clean. No. <laughs> I'm rolling so bad. That's two extra hit points. Wow. I think I want to hold an attack, but I want to see what I can do here. He said her hands, which means that Viren is a woman, which means that she is, in fact, Poppy's mom. Yep. Yep. All... Mm. She's everyone. I would have made it like a clever appliance reference. <laughs> yeah. We serve Samsung. <laughs> I will hold an attack for when he attacks Guy. Fair enough. Um, next up is Poppy. Uh, Poppy, you see everything that's going on here. You just saw Aaron shoot down at the crowd and nail one of the contestants. And I saw Guy's head light up in flames. Yeah, Guy has activated form of dread. You've seen that before. How far away? Uh, over 100 feet. And people are filing out? Yes. Very calm, orderly evacuation. Okay. I'm going to try and get closer. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you could jump off of the booth. You could take the stairs down. But people are, like, filing out. Yeah. So I feel like that's not... Yeah, you'd, you'd face some adverse traffic. Okay. Can I try and, like, float down sure. with my loafers? Yes, you okay. can. Yeah. I'm going to do that. I'll, like, push off. Yeah. Give me an athletics with advantage. Nice. Not nice. Six. Ooh, okay. That was my higher roll. <laughs> yeah. You jump off the edge of this thing, and your loafers of levitation are helping you a little too well. So you intend to kind of come down smoothly, like into the bleachers a little bit, but you overshoot, and now you've just got like 30 feet of open air beneath you, and you're dropping in uneven paces. Uh, I'm going to say when you land, you take one bludgeoning damage. <laughs> Um, you got a little bit farther than you thought, so you're actually about 50 feet away from Guy now. Oh, sick. Very okay. close. Um, good, 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 good. I will create bonfire. Okay. It is a cube, mm -hmm. a five-foot cube mm -hmm. on a point I can see within 60 feet. Okay. Poppy, this is no time for s'mores. <laughs> I'm just trying to do anything I can. <laughs> um... They have to make a deck save. Your bonfire is so good. I don't think anyone's ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Danathan got a 17. Okay, my spell save is 14. Okay. It says succeed a deck save or take fire damage. So, okay. um, so you've composed a nice bonfire next to them. Yes, but it stays there. Okay. And they have to make the save um, if they start their next turn. In it. Okay. So I do nothing. Okay. Yeah. You see a bunch of uh, debris from the track all fly together and assemble uh, kind of right on Danathan, like at his feet, and just ignite into flame and start smoldering away. He kind of steps away from it. Um, and then it's Danathan's turn. Uh, so he does start his turn in there, so he has to make the save again? Yes. That is a uh, 14 this time. Mine's oh, 14. No. Meets it, beats it. He just sidestepped the fire. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, Danathan kind of steps out of that flame beneath his feet. He kind of like shakes his whole body again as if to scare Guy, like spook him into doing something, but he won't do it. He's just kind of holding a sword at him. <laughs> it's a stalemate. He says, We were friends once. I'm told. I wish either of us could remember that. You don't remember either. None of us do. 
You took that away too. Danith and I had nothing to do with this. I had nothing to do with our memories. I was there. On the frozen river. I was born there. And you were the first person I saw. You took everything my life was. And now I serve her. And you see his eyes just roll over with green flame, and that hesitation just drops away from him. He is going to make an attack on you with this greatsword. Okay. That was a tan hit. Nope. It's a miss. I deflect with my sword. Brilliant. All right. And then I believe you were holding an attack. Sure was. There you go. Uh, Natural 20. Maybe. Because it's a symbol, not a 20. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. You had to check the facts. Roll that damage. Uh, Does it get to roll twice? What am I Are we doing that? to do with oh. an attack that I held? What was that about rolling twice? Yeah. Uh, so oh. I don't know that we've done this in this campaign, but I'm really eager to bring it on board. So we've done this thing before where if you roll a natural 20, you are invited to roll a second natural 20. Should you succeed, all of your damage dice will be maximized. Should you succeed on a third natural 20 after that, your target is slain outright. That'd be pretty funny. Let's see that extra d20. Oh. I rolled an 18. Oh. Good, but not enough. What if I'd rolled a 19? Yeah. Because... Because you smelt blood. And he's bleeding. Uh That would be a crit for you, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. 19 would have done it. Okay. Um, you need to bring back the light-up dice, because that's the one that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that we did it, that one. <laughs> All right, rolling. Rolling. I mean, I got to put some sort of smite on this. Smite your friend? Let's be honest. Allegedly friends. They're not friends anymore. Friend of me. So that means in that memory, he wasn't a Dullahan yet. Uh, you know, okay. I'm not going to put a smite on it. Oh, okay. Because he remembers waking up on the frozen river, and Guy is like, shit, I did do that. Yeah. Guy gets a good blow, but he's a little taken aback by it. Okay. So he only does a measly 23 damage. Only. Only. You see Denethan's whole body shift as you drop your sword into him. He kind of moves out of the way, but not nearly enough. When you bring your sword back, you don't see blood, but... You see a massive dent in his armor. You actually see a point where you had cut through the steel plating of his armor. He looks up at you with fury in his eyes. You can see his own will slipping away in place of Viren's as he redoubles his resolution to attack you. Do I get a second attack because I have extra attack? Yeah, it's your attack. Great, okay. Yeah, it's part of your attack actually. You get two attacks. 19 to hit. Yep, that hits. 12. Damage? Yep. Okay. With that, you see real harm come to him. Um, Harm looks different on a Dullahan when they are nearing death. Again, it's not blood. You see cracks in his skin, and green flame is licking through where it shouldn't. He is effectively bloodied. After that, we change scenes for a much hotter situation. That's okay. We don't need to. No. We do, though. (laughs) In the core chamber. We have our initiative order. We've got Journey, 
Back by the Bismite, bow drawn, she stands between Lyrian and the Bismite, and Sesk, for that matter. Doran, you see Lyrian take the spear in his hand, and he points it straight at you. And this spear, Doran, it's twice your height, nearly 10 feet tall. I mean, like 12 feet then, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> on Tinder, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> He levels out the spear and you hear that familiar hum of bismite as the six spare spears behind him arrange like wings levitating in an arc. He looks at you and says, this is it, Narapriya. I look behind me. <laughs> Make a deck save. Oh, shit, that was a bad idea. I <laughs> <laughs> take disadvantage, yeah. Deck save. Um, I got a 20. That's like as good as the last one. Uh, okay. What yeah, what do you call him? Narapriya. Fuck, is that? Doran with a 20. Uh, he. You sound disappointed. I am. <laughs> with, a, with a 20 dexterity save, uh, yet again, he whips a silvery spear at you and it goes flying right past you. Thankfully, you dodged on the correct side. It also flies right past Journey and does not impale her as it sails by. Uh, before that spear even lands, you see him just reach up a hand and another just loads into his open hand coming from his back. After that, Doran, you see Lyrian leap into the air, about 20 feet up or so, much higher than you think he'd be able to, and he dives down straight at you, spear outstretched, attempting to impale you, Doran. 14 to hit. Oh, that hits. Yes. Doran, <laughs> as he leaps and lands on you, he drives a spear towards you, and it might be easy enough to dodge that first one, but he's also attacking with every spear levitating at his back at the same time. You take 18 piercing damage as he gets you with some of them. Not all of them, but the pain is excruciating and immediate. Okay. And that is the end of his turn. Next up, we have Doran. Shit. Okay. I don't fully understand it, but I kind of mutter to myself, that fucking hurt. And I'm going to cast a Dispel Magic on the spears. Okay. Yeah, with that Dispel Magic, Doran, you see the connection between him and the spears shattered. These spears become immediately mundane, all of them, including the one he's holding in his hand. You see them go from this rosy, almost uh, glowing, lustrous color to a dull stone-like silver, and you see them begin to rapidly crack and crumble. You see the five behind him are now brittle and crumbling. The one in his hand, though he's preparing to wield it, is likewise weakening. I guess it's fisticuffs then, huh? And I get down into a fighting stance. <laughs> what? <laughs> you were doing this. No, I, I, was laughing at, I was laughing at Fisticuff. Oh. <laughs> well, Zora and I saw John. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just jacking it off screen. Oh, I was getting my dice ready. D&D's <laughs> nuts, everybody. Is that Benny Hill? Yeah. This is intense and dramatic. Everyone shut up. Sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. That's, uh, that's it. That's it? All right. Yeah. Yep, dispel magic worked. Uh, the spears are dramatically weakened. Stalling until I can find our initiative order, and the next person is Journey. When Journey 
pulled back the bow last episode. Mm-hmm. Would you say that that was a bonus action prior to initiative? Did I charge my bow? Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, I'll say as like part of preparing for the battle that that's like maximally pulled back at the start of the fight. So I still have a bonus action right now. Yeah. Dope. Um, yeah, I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark on Lyrian. Okay. Then I am going to shoot my bow at him. Yeah, your fully drawn bow. Yes, indeed. 25 to hit. You just attacked Lyrian Hale. That hits. I didn't think I couldn't. I didn't think I could not do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Fourteen damage. All right. And that was my first attack. Twelve on the second one. No. Okay. That second mundane arrow, you see it slam right into Lyrian into his uh, thick, elegant armor, and it just falls to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I. I just crouch in front of Sesk and the Bismite and indicate that I'm not going fucking anywhere. Yeah. You didn't have much time to appreciate it as you were crouching down and kind of getting out of sight as best you could. But that first hit, it didn't seem to do much more than take the shine off of his armor, but it slammed right into him. Doran, being that close, you saw this kind of detonation of sparks and fey buds flying into him. And with all that, I mean, like, it got Lyrian's attention, but little else. It was nice knowing all of you. Uh, Next, Journey. You feel a rushing motion as Sesk begins to stand to full height. Uh, you see the giant snake kind of coil and tower itself, and it looks down at Lyrian, and you see it take a viper's bite, quick as lightning, straight down at Lyrian. Yeah, Sesk. That's a boy. Uh, <laughs> that is an 18 to hit, which does hit Lyrian. It does connect with Lyrian. Uh, You see Lyrian's quick as he is large. Uh, He kind of sidesteps as much as he can. You see Sesk get a little piece of armor as he pulls away and you see some bismite chunks fall to the ground. Some damage has been dealt, but not nearly enough. And then you notice Oscar. Oscar has not been visible since this fight started because as soon as it did, he ignited himself and as we all know, that causes him to float. He's practically weightless when he chooses to ignite the uh, fire genasi half of his lineage. He is now near the ceiling of this place, and when you notice him, it's because he's making a lot of noise. You see him burning hotter than ever before. He's practically on fire, burning up now, and he's smacking a metal pole against a stalagmite directly above Lyrian Hale with a cracking... You see a stalagmite separate from the ceiling and begin falling towards Lyrian. Can I say something? It's stalactite. Yeah, it's the other one. (laughs) (laughs) The stalactite on the ceiling cracks away and falls towards Lyrian, who makes a deck save and unfortunately does succeed. God damn it. Uh, Silvery barbs, please. (gasps) Yes! Barbs, 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 barbs. Very good. Okay, so he gets disadvantage and somebody else gets advantage on their next attack? So, yeah, uh, he has to roll again, and then I will give advantage to Journey on Journey's next attack roll, ability check, or saving throw. Awesome, thank you. Baby, that's a 12. Yes. That does not succeed. And he called you baby. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's bonus. <laughs> special bonus. A special baby bonus. You know it. Baby boy John. Ooh, Oscar rolled well on that damage. Trying to be the cave rolling. I guess. <laughs> the cave's proud of their stalactites. You know what? I take it back. It could be a stalagmite because we don't know how this skyland was formed. No, Maybe it flipped Maybe over. It's upside down. Yeah. It's upside down. Yeah, you're all wrong. I'm right. <laughs> I think it's just a pointy rock. <laughs> it's true. At the conclusion of Oscar's turn, you see Lyrian look straight up to where that stalactite came from. Lyrian grabs one of the spears. He charges it with magic and whips it up at Oscar as a legendary action. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, he going to die. Uh, you all see a, a crumbling silvery spear fly through the air. It impacts Oscar, and it looks like it hurts. Okay. You see Oscar kind of spiral off to the side as he impacts this thing. You also see the spear disintegrate as it hits the wall and just bursts into dust, now being made from weak, unmagicked bismite. And before this round is over, you see two more things. The first of which is auspicious. You all see the face of Phenom Green, breathless and sprinting into this core chamber. The second thing you see, I'll need a perception check out of the two of you. Is this my silvery barbs? Attack roll, ability check, or saving throws. Yep. Yeah. 21. Damn. Uh, 24. Oh, well, shit. Nice. Whatever, John. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, man. You both notice, uh, turning away from Phenom, looking back towards Lyrian, you see something new near Lyrian. You see a blade of grass push up between the stones here in the core chamber. And then a small flower begins to rapidly bloom. And then another, and then more plants just like it, mushrooms, other things, begin to outline a circle on the stone floor here. And like a trick of the light, before you can make sense of what's happening, you see Parsimon standing in the middle of a fairy ring. (laughs) That doesn't help our odds. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that but Phenom, bastard. I mean, yeah, we'll see. And we're back to the races. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh boy. Um, you see, the uh, the Doom Train has long since passed you, but that means coming in last place is Brody Tatum. Yay, Brody! Slowly floating by uh, with his bright bulb air balloon apparatus. Uh, looking down at you guys, seeing all the serious stuff going on here, he just says, Hey, do you need a hand with anything? At two, Brody. <laughs> <laughs> he looks up at you and shrugs, and he goes, Sorry, guy, I mean, these things just kind of go where they want to, you know? No, no, I'll be along sooner or later. We should hang out later! I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, the racers have long since passed you. It looks by all odds that... Timothy Matterfax is going to win on his little motorcycle. Next up is Mabel, but her work is done here. She's running out towards the plaza, leaving us to Aaron. Is Timothy Matterfax within range? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What we've wanted to do since day one. <laughs> Punch that cat in the mouth. <laughs> so Aaron's looking down on everything from a high vantage point, and after seeing Guy in the Doolahan duking it out with um, a nice bonfire glow mm-hmm. from, from Poppy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's ambient. Um, <laughs> it's really making it a dramatic effect. Yeah. Uh, Aaron notices that 
her arch enemy, Tomothy, matter of fact, <laughs> is now in the lead to win. Mm-hmm. And she just turns her crossbow <laughs> and points it right at him and says, oh, fuck no. And uh, she has another bolt already loaded, and she's going to shoot it at the tire on his motorcycle that yeah. he's driving. awesome, okay. So the front tire is what I'm aiming for to try to make him crash. Okay. No roll has mattered more than this one. <laughs> the whole city's about to crash, but this is important. Uh, no. Am I hidden yet? I I gave you advantage for the last one. I would say Tomothy's probably closer. Take advantage. Yay! <laughs> Aaron has advantage on all motorcycles. <laughs> I hope you crit. Oh no, my god. It's oh no, it was god. one better. Oh my god. Um, 14 to hit. Hey, not bad. That hits a tire. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a friggin' vehicle. It's like hitting a building. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so here's moving, what happens. A moving my motorcycle tire. That's no a winning problem. race. Here's what happens then. <laughs> the aerial comes sailing down, and it lands straight into the tire, into the spokes of the singular uh, spark engine-powered motorcycle that Tomothy's driving right now. When it does, you see him do kind of a, a little bit of a papa wheelie where he just kind of bucks up on the uh, motorcycle and then sort of spins out, having lost all of his traction, not understanding why it's not working anymore. He looks up to the crowd for a moment to try to see who did that, doesn't seem to catch much, and begins hoofing it. He is not going to lose this. <laughs> he's got a ways to go, but he's just running down the track now. The yeah. doom train not close or not far behind him. Yeah. <laughs> really? He's not giving up? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Which brings us to Guy, still on the track, about halfway back, staring down Danathan. Danathan, I wish I knew why I've done this to you, but I swear I only wanted to help Lodum. Uh, Guy is going to cast Hold Person. New spell, never been seen before. Wow, person. Danathan needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Ooh, baby. Four. <laughs> That's a fail. Danathan is paralyzed. So, uh, Guy says this, as he's saying this, he is um, kind of swinging his sword toward him uh-huh. with one hand, uh-huh. and then suddenly stops short with a sword, and he lifts his head directly in Danathan's face. Mm-hmm. And the eyes flash, and he is paralyzed. Cool. <laughs> you see Danathan kind of stop mid-fight and just go, <clears throat> You can hear his shallow breaths. He knows what's going on here. He knows that in some way he's under your thrall once again. Uh, guy keeps the head right in his face and keeps talking. Okay. I swear to you I will find a way to... Help Lodum rise again. But for now, I have to help an old friend. And he walks away toward Steed. General. General. You hear him calling out to you. A guy's not going to acknowledge him. (sighs) You're making distance from him, and you can barely hear him now as he's shouting towards you. He says, There is no escape from her thrall except death. Finish this, General. I serve Lodum, and Lodum is dead. 
Okay, guy does stop, turns around. Is this true? Is Lodum no more? The Lodum that I loved, that you loved, sure as night and day is dead. End this nightmare, General. My will is not my own. Uh, Guy looks back at Steed. He wants to see how Steed is doing, because I think he got a little messed up. Yeah, uh, Steed tanked the race, probably to help you. You see Steed rising to their feet and kind of shaking it off. Um, you happen to know that Steed has been through quite a bit of pain, and Steed always seems to come out on top. Uh, guy nods at Steed. Steed nods back with a low, slow nod. Guy's walking back to Dantha now. Okay. Still holding person, he's shuddering in place. Guy takes his sword and slowly puts it to the neck of Dantha. He sees eyes close. Somehow, you and I both remember I've done this to you once before. And you hate me for it. Would you truly have me repeat my actions? The first time, I imagine you've done this out of fear. But this time, General, it might be out of love. Can I do a insight check on this person, yep. please? Yep. Eleven. No obvious signs of deception. What you can see with this insight check is the distinction between his will and not his will. You can see in those flashes of green flame is his sort of imperative given to him by Viren. And that imperative is destroy my enemies. Something like that. He can still say things. He can still act of his own. He just has to follow Viren's orders. The things he's saying is probably coming from him. What he's doing yeah. is not. Every day since I've awoke, I thought of what I would do to the person who did this to me, who placed this curse upon me. Now that you have come face to face with me, I blame you not for wanting to end my life. But now that I know I am responsible for your curse and who knows, maybe that of others as well. Twelve more, General. We 13 served you, absolutely. You can see there's some pain, there's some anxiety in his eyes. You know, there's, there is some torture to this moment. I would not like to live as a thrall of another's bidding. I will do you this favor, friend. You hear a heavy sigh. All right, I don't know if I have to roll for this. You don't, in this case. Okay. Uh, when it's offered up to you, you are allowed to uh, coup de gras. I coup that gras. Tim McGraw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the final stroke, Guy, you see the flesh around his wound begins to burn with a smoldering green flame. 
and you watch those flames crawl all over his body as he turns to ash, scattered to the wind by vehicles racing down the track. And Guy, you realize the same fate awaits you. Should you die in this form, you will not become a corpse to be mourned and buried. The fey magic bonding your soul to your unliving body will erupt and you will burn to ash in an instant like a demon from a fairy tale. You will be vanquished. Guy gives a heavy sigh and walks back towards Steed. <laughs> Up in the rafters, we're more or less out of initiative. You can take a bigger turn here if you wanted to. What do you want to do? I'm going to pull out my Echo Bell to Doran. Yeah, and great timing with these phone calls. Doran. Hey, Poppy. Are you guys okay? We're, we evacuated the stadium. I don't think I won the race, though. I'm sorry to hear that. Am I interrupting? We were just busy fighting Lyrian and... Parsimon, uh, we could use your help. Um, um, Unless you want to escape. I mean, uh, well, we can come to you guys. Okay. Where Are you still at the core? At the core, yep. Uh, I'm sorry, hold, just hold on, we'll be there. And then I'll relay the information to Aaron. Yeah, that's fair. I'll also relay it to Guy, because I have, we do have the Echo uh, Bell. Yeah, perfect, okay. Guy, we're going to go to the core, are you good? Yes, uh, how do we get there? The, the same way. All right. I will travel by Steed. <laughs> Great. Guy, at that, you see Steed walk up to you and, I guess, telepathically murmur to you. Mm-hmm. Shall we? I thought you'd never ask. Aww. Uh, Steed turns around and just kind of, like, strangely backs up towards you. <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of, like, Wobbles his head like, let's get out of here. Yeah, guy climbs on. And you feel a sudden upward jolt, like an elevator that has gone absolutely haywire. Your stomach lurches as he just boink, straight up into the air. <laughs> and then like a 737. <laughs> you feel the wind rush around you, drawing tears out of your eyes as you're flying out of the stadium into the night sky outside of Baxian. In an instant, you are over open air beneath you, flying off the island of Baxi, spiraling rapidly around this place. I'm imagining Guy, like, trying to hold onto his head to make sure it doesn't fly off. <laughs> I mean, yeah, good thing you were holding your head in the first place. It might have been a real risk. Impressive speed, Steed. <laughs> uh, the onlookers evacuating this place are all pointing up at the headless horsemen flying around this place, holding their head off to the side, trailing green flame behind them. I would like to go rescue the pin. Okay, yeah. From the the ring light. Oh, yeah. Oops, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, the pin like was never fully turned off, so Serbo is just like doing his best to kind of guide it while it's coasting. <laughs> it's going one mile an hour, and you jump into it. Oh, hey, can we go to the um, Bobby? The, the 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 I don't remember what it's called. It's the gray place where we saw you the first time. Calculating route. And we gotta pick up Aaron on the way. Adding stop. <laughs> <laughs> We don't have to race anymore. Just get there, like, fastish. Estimated time of arrival? Next round. Great! <laughs> <Hey. laughs> wow. Uh, you see Sir Bo start up the rolling pin, just like he had seen Guy do. Um, 
kind of learning quickly on the job, um, he actually veers off the track immediately onto the stairs. And with the levitator, it's pretty easy for you to go over strange terrain. So you're just kind of wobbling up the stairs of the stadium <laughs> towards Aaron. And he follows your orders. You pick her up, and you guys are going through the hallways of the Ringlight Stadium together in the rolling pin. <laughs> Literally just taking, like, like traveler <laughs> pathways. Oh, wow. We're going to the core. I forgot to tell you. Oh, good thing there's a freight elevator to get this thing out of here. <laughs> Shall I activate the death cage? Um, what yes. that do? Yes. I heard yes. Uh, you <laughs> see him dangerous. reach over to a button hidden inside a button. When he <laughs> presses it, you feel the rolling pin start to accelerate at an irresponsible speed, and pieces of it begin to fall off in the alleyway here. Um, Poppy, you feel like you needed some of those pieces. <laughs> I think you left part of the sign behind. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking back at your 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 absolute favorite sign you've ever made. It just says the rolling P now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are rapidly traveling towards the core chamber, which is where we find Lyrian, whose turn it is. Ooh. Can't kill both of us, hopefully. On uh, actually, turn. he does have the uh, economy to do that. Oh, does he? He does. Um, mm. he, oh, and he kills you last turn. We were just... As a lair action, he kills you. Yeah. <laughs> neat, neat and fun. But the rolling pin's safe, so... The rolling pee. <laughs> All right. Lyrian, still looking at Doran, not far from him whatsoever. Who keeps answering phone oh, calls. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fucking rude. You see Lyrian take a step back. He reaches out to his spears again. They had lost altitude after your dispel. He has to reconnect with them. Uh, when he does, they're still weak and shitty and not nearly as, as um, well-made as before. He is going to take the opportunity to fire them off at everyone in the room, uh, choosing different targets for each one. Uh, Doran, you're going to take two. Journey, you're going to take two. Oscar's taking one. Uh, Doran, that is a 20 to hit. Yep. A 12 to hit. Miss. Nice. Uh, Journey, a 23 to hit. 24 to hit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Oscar, 15 to hit, also hits. Uh, Doran, that's uh, 12 piercing damage. Uh, journey that is 17 piercing damage. Oscar takes another nine piercing damage, and you see Oscar begin to rapidly fall to the ground. Doran, it's your turn. I am not looking so good. Doran is uh, bleeding a lot and uh, seems to be barely standing at this point. Still looking at Lyrian. Didn't think we'd die together, I guess. No, we won't. Oh, you're not going anywhere. I am going to uh, cast Vicious Mockery on him. Mm. That is going to be a wisdom save. Uh, six. Six? Okay, Love that's it. a fail. So 2d4. Yeah. Okay. Not a lot of damage. You guys pointed out in the last uh, session that I rolled terribly as a DM. I got three natural ones in the last session we played. Mm -hmm. Jeez. Okay, so that's uh, five psychic damage, and then uh, he has disadvantage on the next attack roll before the end of its next turn. Yep, got it. Okay, next attack roll, basically. Okay. Um, and then as my uh, bonus action, um, I look over at Oscar. Uh, I think we're going to need you, Oscar. I cast uh, Healing Word mm. at first level, I okay. guess. Yeah. So it's going to be a D4 plus five. Four, so nine... Health back to Oscar. 
So Oscar has nine health. Yep. Okay. <laughs> that was so good. Well timed. That's right. my uh, turn. Okay. That means it's Journey's turn. Journey is very afraid. Yeah. 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 Yeah, she should be. Journey pulls back her bow again, using a bonus action to light it up and attacks. 11. No. Okay. Um, second attack. Nine. Oh my god. Just awful. Just awful. Doran, from a from a point blank perspective, you see Lyrian like expecting these arrows to come one after another, and when they do, you see him kind of like turn a shoulder, and he's just kind of like chumping it. He takes these arrow blasts. He knows he can rely on his armor in these cases. And Journey's just not getting through. The, the oppressive speed at which he's taking down your allies and not getting hurt is starting to get to you. Next up we have Sesk. Sesk coils around all of you again. He strikes down at Lyrian. He's not giving up on this. Solid hit again. Yeah. No step on snack. No step on snack. <laughs> I actually wrote sex for his name. <laughs> Next up on you. Mm-hmm. It's one big shoe. Yeah. <laughs> when when Sesk uh, pulls back after that bite, he takes with him pieces of bismite armor that you see go flying across the room. Uh, that really got Lyrian's attention. Um, Sesk is a real threat. However, you also see that Sesk is tired. Journey, he barely has anything left to give. And when he recoils after that attack, he looks back at the two of you and... Rather than try to land another bite on this otherworldly being that he's facing, he instead gives what he has left to you. Everyone in this chamber regains 13 hit points and two spell slots. Ooh! And you see Sesk begin to melt into a river of magma. He's just retreating to sleep, right? Uh, It's then Oscar's turn, and as he nears the ground, about to plummet and smash himself to death after being stabbed twice by spears, Doran's healing catches him. He wakes up mid-fall, and he's able to reignite himself with that extra energy from Sesk. He doubles the blaze, and before he lands on the ground, he catches himself. Oh, that was close. And he kind of stands back up. Yeah, don't tap out on us, Oscar. We need you. No, no, I'm here. All right, this guy, what are you, giving the old one-two? As many numbers as you can throw at him. <laughs> I know, a whole bunch of numbers. Here we go. All right. He charges at Lyrian, holding the metal bar that he used to crack the stalactite, and he just wails on Lyrian. Hits him. Okay. I mean, actually gets through his armor. Yeah, 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 yeah. not bad. Decent damage. Five damage. <laughs> Uh, you just see him whacking. You hear the loud metal tink of Oscar just... Just whacking it. Beating, just whacking it. Just whacking it all over Lyrian. And Lyrian's just staring down at him like, you insolent fool. And then all of a sudden, he just, like, hits Lyrian in the funny bone, and he's just, like, like actually hurts him. <laughs> and then you see Parsimon. Shit. Oh, shit. He's <laughs> I fucking here, forgot I forgot. About Okay. I, I did wonder if you forget him, forgot him, and I was gonna have to be a, like, you forgot to assign us homework. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, teacher, you were that kid. Yeah. Yep. You see Parsman say, "Lyrian, now is not the time or the place. 
this, this, this is done. You took everything you could take. We need to, you know, go. Let's go. Now. Sir. And Doran, you see Lyrian's eyes flash back towards Parsman, towards the fairy circle, and back towards you. And then he looks up at Phenom. Lyrian says, Don't you fucking dare. You see Phenom kind of stop in place. He says, Oh, I wouldn't. Of course I wouldn't. No, I'd, I'd never dare. But I've got friends. And he points at you. And when you look around, Doran, the nice thing is you've got friends too. You've got about six other Dorans. <laughs> and uh, six other Journeys and six other Oscars. Nice. All in the room with you. We're back to uh, the, the poppy of it all. Um, <laughs> and poppy on this road trip is going, are we there yet? Yeah. So <laughs> I think at the end of that, we see Guy. Guy, you are flying around Baxi, like literally around Baxi, around the entire island, getting a good view of the gardens and everything you've experienced so far. And then you come down to Hushtown. You see that familiar tree and all the ash worked into the cobblestones in the lower quiet part of the town. And you see that magma spilling off the side of the islands. And Steed just charges straight for one of these pipes that the magma is spilling out of. And you see him curl up his legs so that he's just a tiny little donkey hot dog. He's, you, he's got you on his back and he just flies through this pipe with magma a couple inches beneath his hooves. But he tucks and rolls with you on him and suddenly you are in that giant ash trap chamber. Before you, the door to the core chamber and Lyrian's back to you. You land atop Steed. You've got an action. So Lyrian's down, like, kind of below us, or...? Yeah, you're kind of just entering into the core chamber, and so, I mean, you're on the ground now. He's a good 20 feet ahead of you. Guy thinks, well done, Steed. It is good to have you back. At roughly the same time, you see Poppy and Aaron busting through the way here, uh, honoring the initiative here. Um, Aaron, it's actually your choice first. Um... Uh, okay, so we're kind of busting in the core chamber. Yep. We just see like 30 people in this room. Yeah, so the, the bad guys have their back to you. Okay. Um, you see Phenom is here, but you also see that there's Doran here, and there's six other copies of Doran, and there's Journey here, six other copies of Journey, and Oscar, and six other copies of Oscar. So lots of the good people. Okay. Aaron does a quick, like, their eyes dart around the room and does a quick um, perception yep. of the room and space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. make a perception check. Okay. Can I use my Ganymede? Yes, of course. You got your sight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 24. Yeah. Um, so you see a lot to work with. You see stalactites attached to the ceiling. You see a crashed stalactite on the ground right next to where Lyrian is. Um, you see all of your friends. You see that fairy circle forming. Would I know it's a fairy circle? Or what it does? Hmm. Aaron, you may have never seen parsimon before or really known what all of this was about but you have seen fairy circles before around the blight headquarters hmm. and i know what it does no but you've seen them <laughs> okay <laughs> and now you have an idea of what they do fairy circles are fey way gates okay that's what i thought i just wasn't sure. yeah they're used to transport between the fey realm and the material plane Yeah, Aaron, after taking a quick assessment of the chaos in the room that's happening, Aaron's going to hide. Okay. I'm going to attack, but with advantage. On Lyrian? Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> 17. 17 does not hit Lyrian. No. That's it. Okay. Next up is Guy. Guy's going to leap down and attack Lyrian. Okay. And when he does that, he yells, Balorin, you owe me a race, coward. All right. First attack. <laughs> this is you jumping off of Steed. And screaming. Yep. Yeah, great. I'm going to use... Uh, I'm going to use Channel Divinity okay. to add plus 10 to this attack roll. Okay, nice. So it's a 26 to hit. <laughs> yeah, that hits. Okay. Creamed him. And <laughs> there's going to be a smite involved. Okay. Maggie, we made the same face immediately. Just... Uh. Uh, 11 from just the attack. Okay. And 12 smite damage. Okay. And then I'll use my extra attack. Oh my oh. god. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. 21 to hit. Yep. 11 damage again. Oh no. What's that fun meme? Is it fuck it up, Kenneth. <laughs> fuck it up, Kenneth. <laughs> oh, guy. Okay. With that, everyone in this room sees Lyrian take a knee. You hear this heavy exhale as he clatters to the ground and you hear his armor kind of shudder against him. And he stands again. And you can see between the plates of his armor, Doran, literally blood leaking. You can see the, the plates kind of separating and rejoining as he heaves heavy breaths. Poppy, it's on you. You just saw a guy <laughs> jump off his steed and attack Lyrian. Are they Bismite power? Parsimon and Lyrian. Yep. Like, they've taken on all this stuff. Yep. Lyrian especially has taken on Bismite from the room. It does not seem like the armor and the spears he's done has given him extra power. However, you can sense that Lyrian is chock-a-block full of this Bismite magic, and he has taken it from places, though it's not as much as you would expect. Can I send Pinch in to try and absorb it? From Lyrian? Yeah. You can try that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't go, is Ooh, that a warning? Yikes. <laughs> I don't know. Is that what you want to do? Kind of. Okay. We legally can't say you can certainly try. <laughs> but I also know that Pinch is me. Yes. So I will be taking on that power if it works. Yeah, if you think you can outdo Lyrian Hale, go for it. I'm not trying to outdo him, I'm trying to weaken him. Okay. It's gonna be good. Nat 20. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is how Poppy becomes the ultimate villain. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also, I'm, I wanna preface this with I'm trying to regain some spell slots. Yeah. With the power that I would gain, if that is possible. Yeah. I Poppy know says a little prayer. Oh my god, I... Oh. Are there any... <laughs> oh, Poppy. Is there uh -oh. anything I can do <laughs> to make this better? Uh, Poppy. I'm sending in a... Maggie, you're a little off mic. Sorry. I rolled oh, a five. 
<laughs> I rolled a five. You send in Pinch to drink, to connect with the magic inside Lyrian, just like you had connected with the bismite inside of your own rolling pin. It's all kind of the same power to you at this point, mm-hmm. but when you do that, Lyrian recognizes the connection. And while you rolled a five, Lyrian rolled a natural 20. Ooh. Doran, you see Lyrian turn away from you, staring straight down at Pinch. Pinch is staring straight up at him with his little doe hands on his little doe hips. And then Pinch reaches out and pulls back as if he's draining, drinking the power out of Lyrian. And then Pinch explodes all over the walls. Oh my god! And Poppy, you feel like you've been shot by a bullet. I've seen Pinch die too many times. Is he like dead dead now? You still got a bit of him in a vial. Yeah, maybe. Poppy, you take 19 psychic damage. Whoa! Oh, that's oh. cruel. Oof. If you have remaining spell slots, they are gone. Oh, oh no! no. Oh, Our treats. Wow. Oh no! Okay. You hear beneath his helm, Doran Lyrian say, "Thanks, I needed that." Oh my God! He's... Fucking Christ, Poppy! <laughs> Do I still cantrips? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> create bonfire! Create bonfire! Create bonfire! <laughs> and and Poppy, as you're as you're standing up after literally falling over from that, as you're standing up, you can see shadows dripping off of your skin. You are in part beginning to change. I don't feel so good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was a really bad idea. Fuck. <laughs> and now we're back to Lyrian. That's okay. We don't need to. He can wait. <laughs> he can wait. <laughs> uh, you see Lyrian move. He takes big boy steps. He walks away. Did he use disengage? No. Can I fucking punch him? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually, you and Oscar and uh, me and Guy all get attacks of opportunity on Lyrian as he walks towards Parsimon. Can I have a words of opportunity? Yes. <laughs> I have some words. As long as those words don't deal damage. Natural hey. twenty. Hey, Ooh. no yeah. shit. Got him. Got him. It's literally a punch though, so no dice roll. <laughs> so <laughs> guess, two damage. It's still two. Yeah. <laughs> roll another d twenty. I get to roll again. Oh, you do. Still- oh my god. <laughs> Kill Lyrian. <laughs> oh no. Uh, Fuck. Right. Oh god. You punched the embossed. <laughs> so three three damage there. Okay. Counting it. Because that that's the table rule. Yes. It doesn't matter what damage yes. you're doing. Oh. Doesn't matter how much plot I have written around them. I got an eighteen to hit. Yep, hits. <laughs> These attacks of opportunity were better than your normal yeah. attacks, guys. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh nine damage. Okay. And Oscar. That's too bad. Oscar did not do as nearly as well as he did last time. Mm. Um, yeah, sub 10 with Oscar's hit. Uh, does not make it through his armor. And I want my words of opportunity. Yeah, go for <laughs> it. Yep, this is the time. You see uh, Lyrian walking towards Parsimon, uh, leaving like drops of blood on the stone as he goes. And I think Journey would know that that is a fey ring that can take them out of here. Yeah. Um, as she notices that they're leaving, she shouts out to them in Sylvan. Mm. Um, and she says, you aren't the only beings that have an eye on this realm. 
You better watch your backs. Anybody else speak Sylvan? Uh, I apparently do. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, Guy, you can make sense of this message. Um, As Lyrian steps toward Parsimon, Journey calls out a sort of taunt to him, and he looks back and focuses on Journey for a second. You see him narrow his eyes. Parsimon whispers something to Lyrian. I let my fey buds kind of circle around my head, and I... um just for flavor, have primal savagery going and my teeth grow long and my claws grow long. Cool. And I just grin at them as they leave. You see with a flicker, Lyrian's form begins to become ethereal, as does Parsimon. And the last thing you hear as Lyrian begins to fade away in the same abrupt, uncanny way that Parsimon appeared, Lyrian says... Get the old plan. I don't think we need Melis. We need her. With a rush of grass and leaves floating through the air, they are gone as quick as they appeared. And down the middle of your party, you see a fault line split and crack open as Baxi begins to plummet. You can all feel your stomachs lurch as the island tilts sideways. You hear a scream, a panic from outside. What do you all do? Run back to the rolling pin. Run. Yeah, I get to uh, Steed. You mount up on Steed. Aaron and Poppy, you're leading the way back to the rolling pin so that you can all escape in some manner or another and journey. When you move away, the Fey Buds do not. The Fey Buds that you had summoned to swirl around your head to taunt Lyrian and Parsimon, they do not move from this chamber. No, in fact, they are stuck by the Bismite heart of Baxi and you see something that you had only seen the beginning of before. The first time you were in this chamber, and it happens again, the Buds arrange themselves on a flat plane, like a constellation. You see them flickering and pulsing with different colors, all reflecting in the silvery surface of the bismite crystals all around in this room, still embedded in the walls, but now a silvery dull gray. One bud among them takes a central position, just over Journey, and it begins to flicker, just like the one that healed Harley. This one is trying to heal Baxi. And Journey, you can feel it. It's the same process, the same ritual, the same sacrifice as the Fey Bud dies, but you know in that moment it's not enough, not that alone. In you, Journey, you feel this pulling at your soul. You feel this request from Baxi to give back. What do you do? I step into the ring of the other buds, and I reach up to them to try to join with the circle, and I try to heal Baxi. You all look back at Journey to see that she's not coming with you in this moment, and you feel a similar tug, almost like a a small, sudden sadness, a, a longing that does not belong to you. You can feel magic slipping away from you, those who have it. And your choice is to let it go or to keep it for yourself. 
Is it permanent? You don't know. Journey, what are you doing? Everyone's off the island, right? We can stop it. Why? We can save it. It's rocks. You feel a rush of cold air as part of Baxi begins to fracture. Dorn, it's more than rocks. It's everything. Does Aaron feel it? Aaron feels it too. Aaron, you don't have spell slots. You don't have magic, but you've known forever that part of you is magic. Aaron walks up to Journey and joins her in the circle and holds her hand. I'll I'll help in any way I can. Thank you, Aaron. What are you doing? The island is falling. We only need escape. Poppy joins the circle. I, I don't have much left to give. It's not about how much it is, Poppy. Aaron, as if something could hear your offer, you see your skin begin to glow a, a whitish hue and you had seen this before when Diver tried to take you, tried to destroy you on lore but this time your magic is given freely Poppy, you lose any remaining spell slots you had left, which I think we know to be zero but there might have been something there, crumbs maybe. Story of my life Aaron, you don't have spell slots in the first place, but you do have yourself to give. You lose half your hit points Journey, likewise, your spell slots are gone. Guy and Doran. Is it working or what? <laughs> like, you've no indication. You see the ritual and you feel the impulse, but you've no indication that this is working. You called me out for not telling you all the plan. What What are we doing here? I'm trying to help. Doran, it takes everyone. Guy was turned around, ready to walk out, but he sees Poppy enter the circle. He looks down at his sword, which is still kind of charred by the flames of mm. Danathan's death. Mm -hmm. And he slowly pushes Doran to the side and walks into the circle. Guy, likewise, your life force is supported by magic itself, and Upon your offer, much of that burns away. Your remaining hit points are reduced by half. Doran, if anything, we need to know if we can do anything to help save the island. Aaron's plea is punctuated by a stalactite falling to the ground between the two of you. Gods. Doran, you can go if you must get your revenge on Lyrian. Oh, I'll need you to do that. And I step into the circle. <laughs> <laughs> Doran, backseat double dips. You lose your remaining spell slots and you would lose half of your remaining hit points. I glance down at the magma, you know, just kind of looking at that, just kind of processing Sesk, mm. sacrificing itself for us too. And at this gesture of faith in each other and in backseat, you see results. But it's not everything. You see a deep green hue return to the heart of Baxi. The magic that you've freely given is restoring the bismite of the island. But it's not enough. It's not enough by 20,000 people. They've been living here. They've been 
taking daily, knowing it or not, they have been relying on the bismite of Baxi, and it's time that the people gave back. If only they knew. Instead, they're trying to evacuate a bad situation. They're trying to leave the place that they had spoiled. But you know what the real solution is now. The problem is you're all a little bit tired at this point. But in the center of this room, you see a sudden fountain of white sparks in the air in front of you. They suddenly begin to splash around the scene, drawing a circle in midair that keeps getting wider and wider as the sparks heat into a bright pink ring. And through it steps a witch wearing a working apron, holding a broom at her side with pink hair and a shock of white. (laughs) It's Holly Hyacinth. (laughs) The woman from the hologram ads that you saw on the way in, the very creator of Venus Crystals. The portal closes behind her. She flashes a quick smile up to you. She seems to understand what's going on here, somehow, but at the same time, she looks a little rushed and a little bit panicked. She's got little flyaway hairs that are stuck with sweat to her forehead. She gives a sympathetic frown and says, sorry, no paparazzi. And you hear a as the Venus crystal in your pack explodes into a thousand tiny shards. All of those shards fall to the ground and she drops to her knees and begins working rapidly. She pulls a potion off of her belt, uncorks it, and just quaffs the whole thing. She kind of wretches at the taste of it. She grabs a small red leather pouch and holds a diamond in her fingertips. She rolls out a scroll on the ground, puts her hands on it, and starts whispering something, and you see the diamond disappear from her fingertips. You see her veins flash black from head to toe for a second as she's in excruciating pain. She coughs and wretches, reaches into her pocket, pulls out a small piece of beef jerky, bites it, and eats it. (laughs) And not a moment later, you see all those broken shards of the Urvenus crystal begin to glow white and arrange themselves around Holly like a thousand reporters at a press conference. And you hear Holly say, Hello, you fine people of Baxi. Holly Hyacinth with some important news. The island is falling, and you need to get yourselves and everyone off of it. Get to the docks. There will be a portal to a place called Tildry. It's safe there. You'll be safe there. With an exhausted sigh, she lazily waves her hand to disperse the cloud of crystals in front of her, and you see them fly out of this room, out into Baxi. She looks up at each of you and says, Hi. Holly Hyacinth. I, I just got here, but I, I know what's going on, and I'm, I want to help. Poppy passes out. <laughs> <laughs> it's all too much for Poppy. <laughs> and I think we'll end it there, actually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. I am Tim, your GM. I'm Hannah, playing Aaron. I'm Tara, and I'm Journey. I'm Thomas. I am Guy. I'm John. I play Doran. I'm Maggie, and I play Poppy. <laughs> Share the show with people you love, and we'll see you in the next one. Oh. <laughs>